This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome back to the Cherry Pickin' Podcast featuring Andre Cherry Pickin' Cherry, Philadelphia's favorite college football mind. Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. You are now tuned in to the Cherry Pickin' Podcast with your host, Andre Cherry. Hey everyone, thank you for downloading another very special episode of the Cherry Picking Podcast. I'm your host, Andre Cherry, and if you don't know me, this is my college football podcast that I put on every college football season for the past three seasons now. Technically, we don't have college football right now. We don't have any sports to keep us preoccupied, but this is my college football podcast, and college football is just one of the things that I love. I love movies. I love pop culture. I love food, I love working out, I love staying in shape, so I've got a lot of interest to keep me busy despite not having college football, and I hope the same can be said for you at home. You're listening to this podcast, maybe you're working out in your basement, or maybe you're on a jog outside, or maybe you're shopping at the store while trying to stay safe under these circumstances and and in this new reality that we're living in. So wherever you're listening to this content, I just want to say thank you for downloading the show, and I hope it gives you some entertainment value that you may be missing from not having sports in your life right now. I, myself, I live in Pennsylvania. This is day 30 of the lockdown, and so we have until the end of of this month, I'm recording this episode on April 14th. By the end of this month, we'll know one way or the other if we need to stay indoors longer or if the stay-at-home orders will be lifted. They've already canceled school for the rest of this school year, which would have gone through June, I think, June 1st. But, you know, we're all adjusting to this new reality. I'm working from home with my partner who also works from home. Her name is Sarah. And then we have a daughter named Zola who is about to be two years old soon. And so we're trying to figure it out together. We're trying to get through it as best we can. And so this new normal is certainly not what anyone would have hoped for or would have asked for or even wanted, but we're all trying to get through this as best we can. We're trying to adjust and we're just trying to persevere. So I I hope that the same can be said for you listening to this podcast right now, whoever you may be, wherever you may be at. But again, thank you for downloading this episode and hopefully we have some fun as we go through this podcast experience together, as we travel through this COVID-19 experience together. So thank you. I want to kick this episode off. Just want to check in with y'all to see how you're doing. I think I'm doing fine. I'm alive, which is a lot to be thankful for. I'm healthy. My family's healthy, and that's always a blessing. I'm from Chicago originally, and I've been out in PA for like the last five years now, a little over five years. So I had the opportunity to go home right before this outbreak really started causing all the shutdowns and the lock-ins and the sports not being active and uh, cancellation, actually suspensions of the, the seasons for a lot of the sports. We technically haven't had a cancellation yet, which I'm waiting on. To get back to my earlier point, I'm from Chicago. I saw my dad not too long ago. I saw my family right before this outbreak really got crazy. And so we enjoyed watching Chicago Bulls basketball live and in person the 
the, maybe a few days before Commissioner Adam Silver put the kibosh on the rest of the season. He said, you know, operations will be suspended until further no- notice. And Adam Silver really led the way in uh, what followed within uh, within the entire country in terms of uh, locking down um, in our homes, locking down sports, just shutting things down. He really was instrumental in kind of starting that that change and leading that way. And so it's crazy that I saw my dad, uh, I guess a little over a month ago, it may have been March, March 11th, I think is a game we went to against the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Bulls got a victory. We had a good time at the Bulls game. It was, it was fun. It was awesome. And it's just, it's just crazy to me to think that that may have been the last game of the regular season. I'm still trying to just wrap my mind around that, that, you know, we, we saw a Bulls game. We were in a stadium, a closed stadium with over probably 16,000 other people, maybe more. I mean, the Bulls were pretty bad this season, so attendance was down, but we had a good time. We didn't really think anything twice about this coronavirus, and we, we weren't really scared. We weren't, we weren't living in fear. And now it's just every move you make is so fearful. You're so scared about going outside. And it's just, it's crazy how things can dramatically change like that. Just like, I feels like a light switch just went off and things are just different now. And I'm hopeful that we can get back to a, a reality where we have sports again, where we enjoy being with one another, where it's safe to be with one another in large settings and crowds. But I just don't know when that will come. And I don't know what that'll look like once we get out of this pandemic. And I can tell you, though, that I'm really excited for that future. But I just I wish I could see it. I wish I knew when it would be. But until then, we just got to listen to the guidance of health officials uh, in your state or you know across the country uh, from a federal level. But in PA, you know, we, I get pretty clear direction every day as to what's happening with this outbreak and what we should do to help protect ourselves. So I feel like I'm getting information and I'm getting guidance when I when I need it. But again, I just wish we knew when we'd have sports. If there's any consolation, however, the NBA just had a uh, horse contest not too long ago over the Easter holiday, I believe. I didn't get a chance to see it at all, but I'm hearing that the product wasn't uh, it wasn't good. It, it wasn't a good product. Uh, I think I saw a tweet from JJ Reddick that he said he gave the competition like a good five minutes, and then after that, it was a hard pass. So this virus has has really changed the dynamics and really changed the landscape of entertainment and sports. And while the product might not be something that you wanted to watch in terms of a horse competition with your NBA superstars, I give the NBA credit for at least trying to put something together, something that is safe, uh, something that could be enjoyable for some folks. I mean, it may not have it may not have been a, a home run for a lot of folks, but I hope there were some folks that did get entertainment out of it. Because we have been so long without sports. It's been like a month or whatever since we've had basketball. So the fact that they even tried and tried to put on a, a horse competition, you got to give them props. You know, I, I don't I don't take any pleasure in seeing these large corporations, these large entities 
trying to put something together and then fail, you know, because we ultimately all want content. We all are craving entertainment. And so I'm not going to, I'm not going to make fun of them or laugh at them for putting something together that missed the mark. You know, there's always going to be a chance to maybe get it better the next time. And I, I think one of the complaints was that the quality of the the camera or the quality of the the connection wasn't crisp. It wasn't good. It, so it wasn't an enjoyable product from that aspect. But the NBA is trying to put something on. It can't replace the actual sport of basketball. We were heading into the NBA playoffs. And so while many people were waiting for that, and hopefully we get it back once we get out of this virus, you got to give the, the league some credit for trying to put something on that could could have been fun or uh, has some entertainment value. I feel like for the last few days, I've just seen ESPN broadcast esports. So I've seen the like the NBA 2K game being played by actual NBA players, and that's a hard pass for me. Like seeing that on TV, it just isn't fun for me. Like this, that that's a hard pass for me. But them trying to put on a live uh, horse competition, or even if it was televised, a horse competition. I'll watch it if the quality is good. I'll I'll check it out for 10 minutes or something. But I again, I wasn't home, so I didn't get a chance to see it. But I just heard it was not good. And then you have SNL. Did you guys watch SNL this past weekend where they did it? SNL at home and everyone had cameras. They were doing it on Zoom or they were, they were recording themselves and then they were editing the, the packages together. Similar to what they do for SNL where they have some packages that they put together in between the live sketches. You got to give SNL credit for doing that. I mean, it wasn't a home run, but I tuned in. I watched all the way through the Ninja Turtles skit or the Ninja Turtle cartoon bit that they did. And I thought that was hilarious, but I give them credit for putting together packaged entertainment for us to enjoy. And it was kind of cool because they made the announcement that SNL would be returning for last week. I think they did that midweek. So on Wednesday, there was an announcement made that they were going to do SNL at home. And I tuned in and I'm curious to see what the numbers were for that. It certainly doesn't replace a live product, but I give them an A for trying, an A for effort, because we are all craving content. There's not a lot of it out there. I know the independent creators who do podcasts, you know, they're out there, they're putting together shows every so often. I try to do it every week for myself personally, because while I'm giving you content and I hope you enjoy it, I'm also doing something for myself where I'm trying to release and have an outlet for you know my creativity and my outlet just to speak to someone and to talk to somebody else because I see my partner and my daughter you know 24/7 but I'm holding this microphone in my hand right now this audio technica and I'm looking at it like it's Willis the volleyball I'm looking at it like it's Will Smith and I am legend where he do you remember that scene in I am legend where he goes into the like the video rental store almost like a blockbuster type video store. And he's talking to a mannequin. Like he's looking at the female mannequin that's in one of the aisles of the, uh, of the movie theater. And I think Will Smith may have actually created that movie theater. If I'm, I'm, if I'm thinking back, I haven't seen it in so long, but I am legend pretty much Will Smith stayed sane by keeping routines together. And so there is a scene where he walks into the movie store and he picks out a new movie to watch at home and it's like he's looking at these mannequins like they're real people. 
And he has full-blown conversations with these people. So I think he talked to Hank. I think the guy behind the counter, his name was Hank. And he's like, hey, do you see that girl back there? I'm going to give her my number one of these days. And then he like smiles and then walks off. Was he crazy? Sure. Maybe that's a little crazy, but you got to keep your mind sane. You got to keep your mind going through these routines. And so that was a routine that Will Smith had in I Am Legend. This is my routine every week to talk to you through this microphone. So this microphone is a real living thing. And I'm looking at it right now and I'm speaking to you and just trying to get my thoughts out, just trying to have an outlet for creativity. And I appreciate you listening to this podcast. I appreciate if you're still listening after all that, but we need ways to channel our creativity. We need ways to, to release and have an outlet. And this is mine. The folks that did that do SNL, they needed a way to channel their creativity. And they, while they haven't had a chance to be live and be together like they normally are, someone over there at NBC had the idea, you know, let's put it on a show through zoom or through our own means of, uh, a broadcast, uh, send in your clips and we'll edit it together. We'll package it together like SNL and we'll put it out there. And so I'm sure for all those actors and for all those castmates and for all those writers on the show, it probably was a great way to channel their energy, to get their mind off of the situation. And so I'm sure for them, it was, it was really therapeutic and I would love to see that again. It wasn't a home run for me, but I will still tune in because we're all at home. It's not like we have anything to do. And I'll check out SNL because I always watch SNL with the hopes that it will be a good show or that there will be one or two funny skits. And so that's usually my routine before this pandemic hit was that I would watch SNL on Saturdays before going to bed, watch the opening monologue and watch maybe all the way through to the weekend update and just take my mind off things. I'm not expecting it to be a hit or a home run, but sometimes it just helps to watch something Take your mind off of the current situation and it just helps you relax and release a little bit. And so I applaud NBC and SNL for putting that together because it helped me take my mind off of stuff. And I hope that they do it again, to be honest. I don't I don't mind it. It was cool having Tom Hanks host it. It was it was fun. It was different. It was unique. It was something that maybe looking back 10 years from now, we, we may forget about that or we may, we may not remember it. But in the moment, it really did help. And so hats off to SNL and hats off to the NBA for trying in that uh, silly little horse competition that they had. I'm still curious, though. There's still an opportunity through Zoom technology, and I said it on my last podcast, where there could be like a game show type competition with families across the country using Zoom technology. So you could have a host like Steve Harvey host some sort of trivia show or quiz show. And you could pit other families from across the country on a game show type environment using Zoom technology. Because we all have cameras on our phones. We have cameras on our iPads. Smart TVs may even have cameras too. So I think there's still an opportunity there. There's still a market to do a Zoom game show. And I'm just waiting for one of these networks to get hip with it and to do it. I also wonder, is there an opportunity for a Zoom dating show? Similar to The Love Connection, for instance, that show from, what, the 80s? Could could you use Zoom technology to put potential couples, potential partners together in some sort of dating competition? Granted, we can't see one another. Or we can't personally be within six feet of one another. But is there an opportunity to put a dating show together? 
maybe using t- Tinder technology or Plenty of Fish, whatever apps are out there now for dating, could they somehow partner with those apps to put together a live dating show? I don't know. I'm just shooting shooting from the hip here, but I think there's there's untapped potential for putting together new content and new shows, reality shows using Zoom technology. And if we're if we're in this for the next several months, I think networks are going to have to start getting creative because the well of creativity is going to dry up if they don't try to start pushing outside the box in some of these areas. So those are just my suggestions. Those are just some ideas that I have that I think could be of interest because we're all indoors. We're all craving content. And certainly you can get your content through podcasts or you could get it on Twitter. You can read articles still and you could watch old movies. But still, I think people want new content, fresh content. And so those are just my ideas. You don't have to take them if you don't want them. But I've got more ideas. If a network wants to hit me up, I'm, I'm available. But uh, with that said, I'm going to take a short break, a short timeout. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Want to know what life is really like after the game's all over? Real athletes are here to share their true stories of adversity and triumph every week on After Orange Slices. Even if you don't like sports, pro athletes, former college stars, celebrities, coaches, public speakers, doctors, and all kinds of experts join the show. And there's a little bit of something for everybody. Join me, Bridget, for a slice of inspiration plus your everyday sports news sprinkled in. New episodes every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, available anywhere you get your podcasts. I want some nasty! Are you a member of San Antonio Spurs Nation? If you are, stand up. If you are, stand up. That's right, because this is a bucking Spurs podcast. I am Robert Trejo Jr., your host here at ABSP, and here we're talking all things San Antonio Spurs basketball, baby. We'll talk NBA as well. We'll have occasional guest hosts dropping in from time to time. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Podcast, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast jam on, we are there. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube for special Spurs content. And you already know what it is. Go Spurs, go. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. So on this side of the break, I want to talk about MLB's plan or some of the the rumors from MLB regarding what they're going to do this season. Since the season technically started, I believe on April 2nd, I think was supposed to be opening day. And so we're already 14 days into April and we don't have any baseball and there's no prospect of it ever returning in the immediate future. So I've heard rumors floated out there. Maybe you've heard them too about what MLB is thinking about doing this season. One of those options was to have all of the games played in Arizona at the Diamondback Stadium, I think, uh, I think is what I heard. And there would be no fans at all. It would just be the teams. They would stay in a hotel and teams would travel from the hotel to the stadium and play their games. And so with that format, you probably have what, like several games per day. And then teams just filter to and from the stadium, which seems pretty lonely if you think about it, because I think in that option and and in that specific plan, it would just be the teams themselves and the the essential personnel associated with each team would be traveling to and from the stadium. 
So I don't think I saw anything about what fam- if families are even allowed to attend the games or to be with their families. So you're talking about maybe a couple months or three months of this routine of just playing in Arizona when it's when it's hot as hell and it's to and from the stadium. You get no break. You get no you get no way to get a release. You're stuck in one city. It doesn't seem fun. It actually seems like labor, hard labor, if you think about it. And so I don't know if that's a realistic option or not. I don't know how serious it was, but that was the first thing that I heard from the MLB or from folks who are around MLB. Um, You know, you always hear it. Sources, high sources within the MLB confirm or tell me. And so it was one of those situations where apparently they're thinking about playing in Arizona when it's going to be hot as hell every single day playing there'll probably be a few off days in there but it would look dramatically different from what you're used to where fans fill the stadiums where it's a fun product I mean that just seems like hard labor and so I don't know how serious that option is um, but it was one of the options that I heard Another option that I heard was that the MLB teams will go back to their spring training cities and that they would play games against teams that are also located within those same cities. So that would mean the conferences and the divisions would be realigned to accommodate the teams that are in similar cities or near each other. And so actually to elaborate that on that further, the plan would have all 30 teams returning to their spring training sites in Florida and Arizona playing regular season games only in those two states without fans in an effort to reduce travel and minimize risks in the midst of COVID-19 pandemic. So the divisions would be realigned based on the geography of their spring training homes. So we have the Grapefruit League in the North Division, the Yankees, the Phillies, the Blue Jays. Detroit Tigers and the Pirates from Pittsburgh in the South Division be the Red Sox, the Twins, the Braves, the Tampa Bay Rays, and the Orioles in the East Division, the Nationals, Houston Astros, New York Mets, St. Louis Cardinals, and Miami Marlins. And then in the Cactus League, they'd have the Northeast Division, which would be the Cubs, the Giants, the Diamondbacks, the Rockies, and the A's in the West Division. We'd have the Dodgers, the White Sox, the Reds, the Indians, and the Angels. And then in the Northwest Division, we'd have the Brewers, the Padres, the Mariners, the Rangers, and the Kansas City Royals. So that was option two that I heard floated out there from the MLB. And these two leagues are broken out. Uh, Grapefruit League is in Florida, and Cactus League is in Arizona. So if that's actually a real option that happens, if it's viable, that that actually looks pretty fleshed out. I mean, that that looks pretty, pretty serious. The plan would allow teams to return to the comforts of their spring training sites for three weeks of training, which would also include exhibition games before the regular season opens, and they would play a schedule with wholly different divisional opponents. So it seems like that one is pretty fleshed out, and I don't know how likely this is to be reality. But I'm sure MLB is trying to think of ways to put its season on. I know there's, I mean, there's obviously going to be disruption because we're already in the 14th day of April. There's no telling when this will end. There's no telling if we're going to be, uh, if we're in wave one right now. And if this virus hits again in, in multiple waves, we don't know. Nobody knows. And so I think for me personally, I would love to hear from the leagues a, unif- a uniform statement that, you know, we're not going to play until 
the medical staff and medical officials say that it's all clear to do so. With that in mind, we are tracking towards this date. We're tracking towards uh, like June 1st or whatever the case may be. Because I feel like since no one knows what's going to happen, the sports leagues haven't mentioned what they're going to do. I'm sure they're trying to figure it out and they're trying to plan for something internally. I wish they would tell us externally and tell the fans, you know, what's realistic right now. Because I think there's some folks that think that sports are going to happen still. And I'm, I really think that it's, we're not going to have sports or it's going to be way, way into the fall or into the winter, winter of this year. And I would, it would help to put me at ease if I heard something from these leagues that states we want to have sports. Certainly, that's a, a focus of ours as we get through this pandemic. Certainly, we want folks to stay safe and stay healthy. We want everyone to do what they need to do to lock down indoors. And once we get to a point where it's safe to do so, we will we will resume sports. And we're tracking towards this date. Um, certainly, things can get pushed out or things can, can be moved up. And so with that in mind, we just want to set the realistic expectation that this is the date we're tracking towards. Now, I know that's crazy because they would never say that. And I, we would never get that information from leagues. But I just feel like we're all tracking towards the hope that we're going to have sports. And I just don't know how realistic that will be. In these options here, where they're going to play spring training, they're going to play at their spring training sites without any fans. And they're just going to come to and from the ballpark. It's just going to be the team and essential staff. That's crazy to me. Baseball players, athletes aren't above the rest of the country and the rest of the world. Like we're all going through this pandemic together. Why can't they just sit it out? Like I'm, I'm not that, I'm not that crazy for sports that I need them to play in some sort of new type of baseball that we've never had before, where it's new divisions. They're at spring training sites. It's not the same feel. It's not the same look. Like I'm, I'm cool, man. I really am cool. I can wait until we get through this pandemic to have sports again. I'm not that sports crazed that I need sports right now, even if it means risking their lives, risking the MLB players' lives, risking these managers' lives. Who keep in mind, managers are old as hell, man. They're what, like at least fifty, older, older than that. I mean, there's some old managers out there. But, you know, I'm not that crazy where we need to risk their lives that put on this new style of MLB action that is not going to be the same product. It's not going to be the same feel. I'm good on that. I'm real good. But if we're talking about realignment, if we're talking about finding ways for sports to still happen, even amid this pandemic, what if football was realigned or college football was realigned by state? So, you know, I certainly am not a medical doctor. I, I don't know anything about how this virus is going to spread and move throughout the country. But what if we got to a situation where the virus has hot spots across the country in certain states? And as each state gets out of the hot spot and, and the trend goes down in terms of bending the curve, if we get to a spot where it's safe to have sports again per state, what if they regionalize sports so that each state was its own division or each state, uh, the teams within each state uh, were its own conference. So for example, what if Alabama, the state of Alabama, say they don't have any 
COVID-19 or they don't have very many coronavirus cases to report on and they got the all clear that they could have sports again. What if Alabama insulated itself so that the teams within that state were the conference in Alabama? So what I mean is what if there was Alabama Crimson Tide? What if the, the Auburn Tigers? What if Troy Trojans? What if UAB Blazers were all one conference? So each team would play uh, home and in a way, and that would compose of the season. That would that would be the 2020 college football season. So that's Alabama. But what if P- Pennsylvania say they get they get the all clear? The trend is down. We're not losing any more lives. The number of infected folks goes down. People are recovering. What if this summer we get the all clear that okay Pennsylvania can have fo- football back? But it can only be within the state. So you're not going cross country to play football. So Penn State, you're not playing the other Big Ten teams. You're going to keep it in the state of Pennsylvania. So that means that they're playing teams such as Temple. They're playing Pittsburgh. I guess that's it. There's only three D1 or FBS programs within Pennsylvania. So Penn State, Pittsburgh, Temple, they all play home and aways. And maybe they can play an FCS team in there as just as like the the warm up to the season, such as what they normally do anyways. So Temple plays Villanova as an FCS team that could be an FCS opponent that they play. So it's just it's just an idea and that's an option if we're already thinking about playing MLB in some sort of new format, some sort of uh, format where it's based upon geographic location. I'm just thinking you could do this for college football. You could replicate this no problem. So like for Ohio, for instance, you could have the Akron Zips play the Cincinnati Bearcats who also play Kent State, Golden Flashes. You've got Miami of Ohio in there. You've got the Ohio Bobcats, Ohio State Buckeyes, Toledo Rockets. Like you could play a season within Ohio, only com- only composed of Ohio FBS teams, home and aways. You could do that. You could even break up because there are, I'm looking at the list here. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There are eight D1 FBS programs within the state of Ohio. You could break that up. You could have four teams in one division. You could have the other four teams in another division. And you could set it up just like you do with Big Ten football, where there's two divisions. And then you have the winners from each division come together for the championship game, which could be played in Columbus, Ohio at the Buckeye Stadium. So, you know, there's options there. And I'm just saying, I'm just trying to think creatively. If we can't play college football the way that we normally do, where you're traveling across the country and that it's it's safe to do that, you could regionalize college football so that it's only the teams within your state playing each week. I guess there'd be no fans in the in the crowd or in, the, in, in attendance at all, but you could still play the games. If we're going to say MLB could do that, why can't? college football do that it's just an option i'm just you know shooting from the side of my hip just shooting from the side of my hip but it's something that could have appeal i think people would still watch the toledo rockets take on the cincinnati bearcats people would still watch that because you're getting matchups that you probably wouldn't normally get you're getting a mac conference versus the american conference in a game that wouldn't normally mean much 
if this was outside the pandemic, but because we are now in this new reality, this new world, this might mean all the difference. You know, this could mean this Ohio, the Ohio State Championship. That could be make or break. You know, you don't, you don't really know. We don't, we don't know. And so it's just an option. And what do you think? Could it work? Would you watch? Do you think it's a good idea? What would you do differently? Like I said, I'm just, I'm trying to think what, what could college football look like? What could sports look like in this new reality? I'm really curious. So hopefully within the next few weeks, we get some more information as we get to the end of this month as to what MLB and what the rest of the sports leagues are planning to do. But until then, stay safe. Listen to the guidance from health care officials. I hope you wash your hands. I hope you don't touch your face. Don't touch other people's faces. Stay six feet apart from other people. Only go out if it's essential travel. Just be safe, be smart, and be healthy. And I can't wait to talk to you guys again in the near future. Thank you for downloading this podcast. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. So with that, I want to say take care. And I'll holler at y'all. Peace. Like, I'm, I'm cool, man. I really am cool. <laughs> Thank you again for tuning into my Cherry Picking Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe to my show and drop me a rating on Apple Podcasts. All of my digital content can be found at the website, cherrypickingsports.com. If you are looking to interact with me via social media, my Twitter handle is at cherry underscore pickin'. That's P-I-C-K-I-N. On my Twitter, you'll also find a link to my blog where I post my weekly college football predictions and analysis. I can also be reached via email at cherrypickinsports at gmail.com. Please feel free to reach out to me regarding what you like about this podcast or about what content you'd like to hear more of on future episodes. I sincerely thank you for your support, and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Take care.